Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 1-800-747-3733. Now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Caltus Show. It is 708 on The Mike Caltus Show. It's 1025 The Bone. Uh, Galvin. Yes. The other day I uh, texted you at night. Yeah. Said, Are you up? Right. And you were not up. No, but I did text you back twice the next day and you didn't answer anything. Well, I have, uh, I have a good excuse for that. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, I go to Publix early in the in the day, like maybe around uh, 10 o'clock or so mm-hmm. in the a.m. And I'm in Publix and I have to text and I can't get my apps to open. Like I'm hitting the little texting and it won't open. And I'm like, well, this is weird. And uh, my daughter is texting me. She was at my dad's house, and I can't text her back. And I get in the car, and I call, and I'm trying to restart my phone, like pushing the two buttons, and it won't restart. Hmm. So I'm able to dial in the car because it goes through the car system. So I call Pete, and I go, how do I hard reset the phone? I can't get it to reset, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you got to hold it sometimes like a minute. So I'm holding it for like five minutes. My fingers are going numb. I can't get it off. Then finally I hang up with him. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's stuck in the case. So I open the case and take the phone out of the case. Back of my phone, shattered. Oh, really? Shattered to where I could see the insides of the phone. And I went, I have no idea when this happened. Like, I never take my case off. And I drop it all the time. So I don't know if I dropped it now or three months ago or whatever the case was. But I didn't drop it that day. So uh, I went straight to Verizon and I got a new phone. And that process took 12 hours. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the people at Verizon were great. It wasn't them. It was just the fact that I have a 512-gig phone, and they had to transfer all the stuff over. We only had 40,000 pictures. Yeah. Of Carmen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Uh, I had a lot of pictures, and I had a lot of data, and all that stuff. It didn't fully transfer over until late last night, and and even now. And then I spent most of my day when I came back trying to recover all my passwords for things that logged me out that aren't using my face to get back in. It's just, it was a hectic phone day so that's why i wasn't able to text you back but did you know uh what i was texting you about is currently on our instagram and i encourage everybody to go there right now don't even wait till the commercial break instagram at the mike calda show at the mike calda show on instagram there is a video of one of the best mental breakdowns i have oh, ever seen in my yes. life yeah uh, I, my brother sends it to me at about i don't know whenever i text you galvin 11 o'clock midnight maybe on saturday it is Lisa Lampanelli in what looks like a school auditorium, and she is screaming at the people in the crowd. And she is calling this one woman a fat C-word, and she is demanding security throw them out. I can't play it for you but because it, it's that dirty. Is that recent? So I say to my brother, I go, is this recent? He goes, I don't know. I just saw it. I go, well, I have a feeling that if it's not, I would have seen it by now. I saw. I think we saw and talked about that before. I don't know. I never saw that video before until that night. So I start looking it up, and it looks like it's from 2018. Okay. But yeah. I never saw it before. So there is an article on TMZ where they talk to her about it. But I'm like, how did this slip through the crowd? Like, I've never seen that video before. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. I, like. I think we talked about we it. We may too. have talked about it. Yeah. But I have never seen that video before. Well, probably that's probably Joe's fault. So but, then, yeah. We were probably back in the studio. <laughs> and but seeing TV. the video to go along with the audio makes it worse because she's standing there in front of all these people who are just silent. She's got a very strong gay audience, and there's a lot of just big gay guys just there, quiet. And then there's some people yelling at her, and it's like half filled in the balcony. It and looks it's really awkward sad. because she's yelling at these people, and they don't care. They're no. they're laughing about it, whatever. But it's like so awkward where she's going off, whatever. That somebody in the audience tries to make it better by going, "We love you, Lisa." Like you know that they're on. Her side. She goes, "Shut up! I don't need you." <laughs> yeah. You, oh I, do I sound like I need help? And then she's like, "Security, throw those people out." 
And then two seconds, it's like, security, did I stutter? Yeah. And you're like, who are you, you entitled skank? And she's like, people normally do 45. I was going to do more. But you know what? I could walk off right now and just yelling and ugh. So she Terrible. she ends up walking off. It is just pitiful to watch. So I so I post it on our, on our Facebook, and then I take it down because I realize it is old. It's from 2018. But I'm like, but I've never seen it before. And then uh, I get in bed, and about a half hour later, Bert texts it to me, and I go, did you just see this? He goes, I've never seen this before. I said, me either. And I go, I, I know I heard it's old, but I've never seen it. I go, you know what? I'm putting it back up. So I put it back up. And if you haven't seen it, it's pretty brutiful. It's our first story that's up there. It's uh, at the Mike Howell, the show on Instagram. And then the video right next to it is what I believe is the birth of Chip Chipperson, is when I took Jim Norton to a Yankees uh, spring training game. It was me, Bobby, Jim Norton, Tony Burton, and uh, I don't know, somebody else, I think. But we're... We were sitting in like three rows behind home plate, and A Rod gets up, and uh, all of a sudden Jim Norton takes out his video camera, and he's like, "Hey, A hey, Rod, hey, A Rod, what's the A stand for?" And the people around him are just horrified. So then he kept doing it. We had to get all get our phones out so we can get different reaction shots from the people <laughs> around him. But I believe it was the birth of Chip Chipperson that's up there as well. Uh, and my crops, if you haven't seen my crops, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. I mean, I know we talked about pickles and all that stuff, but uh, my lettuce crops are growing really, really well. I just and, want to make sure we're calling those crops. Yeah, why wouldn't we? I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a farmer. I don't know the yeah. proper you don't look, know the lingo. Like a, yeah, it, it's like a, a harvest. Look like a plant. Yeah. It, it is. Well, right now there are seedlings, Galvin, and I had to harvest my seedlings. Now I have to replant them into a planter. So that is, I had to order the planter because they didn't sell them at Home Depot or Lowe's where I went. So I had to order one from Amazon. And when that gets here, I will uh, replant them into the planter. Mm. Right? I'm a farmer now. Add that to my list of many talents. <laughs> Time to punch up the resume. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, all right, what else? So I got the new phone. I told you about that. I have the iPhone 13 Max. You want to know the difference between the 12 and the 13? Yeah, Camera. the 12 and the 13. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, me either. They seem exactly yeah, same. the same. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, but the lady, I went there, and I was like, I just want the same phone. I don't need the next one. And she's like, well, you get it for free. I was like, all right, well, give me the next one. But I have no idea what it does or, or anything. It's so. just a better camera, usually. Yeah. You can rack focus back and forth. Like you, if you're shooting, what? Video. Yeah, you could like you could. Don't try to talk you to me like you're know. a director. I yeah. do. Like you I'm know just, about video. I, I watch video. Did you see my other? Where post do you on put Instagram? the tape in, Joe? <laughs> well, usually in the VCR. Well. Do you see my other post, Joe? What? I was watching the uh, Russians meet up with the uh, other astronauts in the space station the other day, where they connected and then opened and they all came through together. And I'm like, this is millions of miles in space and it's crystal clear. It's way better than Joe's Bone TV. <laughs> yeah. Way better. Way better. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the other thing? The which one? The wedding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I found out over the weekend that the artist formerly known as Nervous Jared, what is he now? Now he's like JD or something, I think. Jay J- something on the radio. Right? Yeah, on air with JD. Nervous Jared. Ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nervous Jared got married this oh, weekend. Off the market. In the woods by a fat cowboy. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote on his Instagram, Yesterday we did a thing in front of our family and friends. More photos to come. Then the next photo is JD, as we now call him, in a red suit with a black cowboy hat, pretending to swig out of a Jack Daniels bottle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck, JD. Now, that is the girl that gave him a kidney, right? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I have no Is it? You should have some idea because we've talked about this. No, no, I know, <laughs> I know. I don't know that it's his, I don't. I know that a girl gave him a kidney. Right, and that was his girlfriend. And then after the kidney, they became engaged because I think it was like, hey, JD, if I'm you giving give you me. my kidney, yeah. you yeah. give me a ring. I believe she's a program director for a radio station yeah. somewhere. Oh, Are you serious? God. Yeah. He... I, he has a picture on air with JD Rock, and 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 then oh no, it's his on air with JD, and then the Rock ninety two point seven logo, and he's got his shoulders puffed and his head back, and I'm like, it looks pretty good, but I guarantee you when you hear it, he's like, ninety two seven. Now, does he he doesn't work with uh, Billy Madison those guys anymore? No, I don't think he has for some time. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Uh, but he did for a little while, right? Yeah. 
So hold on, I'll tell you right here. So he's still in San Antonio, but on the air on the weekends. Okay, so he works on the weekends on Rock 92.7 in Corpus Christi, Texas. Hmm. And he um, left Billy Madison September 23rd, 2021. Do we know why? I think they just cut the position that he was in. Oh, that's uh, right. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they just, it, wasn't, it wasn't him. It was like they just eliminated that position. Rock 92.7 Corpus, we rock harder. Uh, and then uh, Rock 92.7 rocks harder in Corpus Christi. Must be huge because they got 1,777 <laughs> followers. I think he was also gone for a while because of the health issues he was having. Uh, look, I, I like Nervous Jared, but he's just one of those weird kind of guys that you love to follow. Like, he, used, he dated the fattest girls. And he's a little oh guy gosh. with vampire. He's got vampire teeth on both sides of his mouth. <laughs> He's got one. He, he, I'm still mad at him for not fighting Spanish at the punch out where he he the second was, time yeah the yeah. second time he ate so many candy bars so that his sugar would spike <laughs> right. yeah nine snicker bars yeah. <laughs> right so that he could not get medically cleared yeah. to fight like he literally he bamboozled himself by eating all the candy and his sugar spiked and he wasn't legally cleared to fight uh, by the uh, the medical doctors so we had to scramble in Spanish had to fight like a cook from the restaurant or something yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean he was the main event fight a rematch and he bailed out on it um, so that's why I still day kinda, of right oh seconds before yeah, like, yeah. I, I and that's why I hate him but I also kind of like him you know what I mean uh, and yeah he's got a weird he's got a history of dating ugly girls wait he, and he uh I don't know. Usually, like, except for you, that one you said that was hot, and you were like, "This is not your girlfriend. Make out right now." And they made yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It was hot. For, was... It was hotter for. It was hot for nervous Jared. Right. You know, and uh, you know she she didn't fit the mold of his other fat ugly girlfriends. <laughs> so uh, he who does he he I said he showed up with this girl who had like big boobs and was kind of sexy. I was like, "That's not your girlfriend." And he's like, "Yeah, I go make out with her right now." And he did. And he went up, and I was like, "Gross." I think at one point he was also engaged to that girl. It was here. I don't know. I mean, ladies try to wrap up JD yeah. when they can, yeah. you know. They're I, all looking for that Forrest Wedding. <laughs> he's, he's a hustler. He's been on a ton of radio stations now. Is he, that a hustler or is that somebody well, who <laughs> things? Well, the job. Because yeah. he, was, he was doing mornings in San Diego. Like, they brought him in with that uh, uh, John guy. And it was, they were there for like a year doing mornings. John who? Uh, John Moog. He was the, the kid oh, that was, the guy oh, the he worked here. He was, was here and hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, so Jared was working with him in Las Vegas, and then they got the job in 91X in San Diego, and they were there for like a year and a half. Oh, now, is 91X a uh, actual station in San Diego, or are they an uh, internet station? No, it's like the biggest rock station. Okay, there. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was a legit gig. I think they failed miserably. That's why they're gone, but, <laughs> you know. He always manages to get another job. Because he he's a good kid, yeah. and he fills a role on a show. Like, he's the kid you dump on. Yeah. and uh, But he's good. Like, he's like, like I, even now, as I'm making fun of him, saying, hey, I like Nervous Jared. I mean, I really do, and I'm glad that he got married. And happy. It's just, to me, forest weddings are always weird. <laughs> Why? Was, I don't know. <laughs> and he was married by the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like eight feet tall. Carmen, when I was, uh, I went to a uh, wedding in the forest in Colorado one time. Um, my old girlfriend, the one I talked about earlier, her sister was getting married in Colorado, and they were real hippies, and they literally were getting... They had a woman dressed as a fairy there at the <laughs> wedding. They, it was like watching a Renaissance Festival wedding, okay? And now keep in mind, I know that her father is a scientist, like a legit scientist, right. invented science... Did some of the technologies on solar panels, invented a machine that tests water absorption. Like, he's a real scientist. And the fact that his daughter is having a wedding, a fairy wedding in the woods in the Renaissance uh, festival style is dry, by people who believe in crystals is driving me insane. Like, at one point, I overheard a conversation of the power of crystals, and he went, hey, there's no power in crystals. And he's like, and don't give me anything about quartz movement. I mean, the guy's a scientist, so he's got the, the knowledge. Of the, so the fact that he's miserable is making me laugh, too, because he, he was like Einstein, where he just looked like he was always frazzled, you know? So I, they asked me if I wouldn't mind videotaping the wedding, uh, and it, and they had one of those old VHS cameras that you have to put on your shoulder. And I was like, yeah, no problem, I'll do it. So here I am in the in the Renaissance Festival Woods wedding, and I'm videoing. And the best man is dressed. What were you dressed as, Gal, when we went to the Renaissance Festival? Uh, a dandy, a dandy yeah, like Lord. a fancy, yeah. yeah. He was dressed like that. Oh, like he was uh, the all, groom. 
No, the the best man. Oh, okay. And he was very loud and like kind of attention all over me, on me, you know. So I'm videotaping the wedding and I see this guy kind of getting itchy and turning and moving and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I focus on him. I'm like, what's going on with him? Is he on drugs? And then he turns and wanders off in the forest during the wedding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I zoom in on him to find out what he's doing. And the next thing you know, he starts violently vomiting <laughs> into a tree stump. And it's like neon green. And he's, I mean, the guy was skinny as can be. And he's throwing up the amount of three men. Uh, th- <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm in the wedding is going on. And all I'm <laughs> recording is this guy in the woods throwing. <laughs> because I didn't think about it. And then when he was done throwing up, I went back to the wedding. So when they watched the video, <laughs> the first time, watch this guy go in the woods and just start throwing up. I like, do. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. It is uh, 723. Real, real, real yes, quick. Yes, yes. Real quick. Yeah. So I was looking on 91X. I want to know who, who uh, replaced John and uh, Nervous Jared. Yeah. And it is uh, uh, Marty and Danielle. Mm-hmm. And they their big thing is uh, get up early and spin the wheel of burritos. <laughs> Be fast on the phone. Be yeah. fast on the phone. You can win yourself a burrito. How about a uh, spicy surf and turf? Or maybe keep it classic with the California burrito. Carmen, the you choice like that, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you listen, yours. I'm in. I'm going to start listening. Carmen, <laughs> Carmen start wants to spin the wheel of burritos for sure. Yeah. The choice is yours. For sure. <laughs> you got replaced by a burrito. All right. <laughs> All right let's check in with Galvin. He's got today's burritos. Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. What do we have in news today, Galvin? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. They want to make sure you get the perfect fit. So when you stop in there, they have the Pelt Shoes experts that will make sure that you're getting the perfect fitting shoe so that you don't have the your foot hurting all day or something going on. You got the too big of shoes, too small of shoes, uh, flat shoes that are hurting your back, all that type of stuff. They're going to make sure that you're getting the right shoe over there at Pelt Shoes. And when you're in there, make sure you whisper my name, Galvin. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. Pelt shoes, a perfect fit. I don't feel like, I don't feel like you're giving my crops enough, enough credit. I mean, I understand. I promised pickles, and I didn't really deliver. We had a bad harvest. No, 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 no. Relax. Yeah. All I'm saying is crops, when I think of crops, I think of a field of a bunch of stuff, whatever. Like you have a couple planting, and then you're going to be moving them. You explain that you're going to be moving them. Did you look them. at them, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, did I you saw, like yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. No, right. did I... Did I pound it? Did I yeah. pound a like on it? Yeah, you pound a like on it? I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. You son of a bitch. I may have just scrolled. All right. I like all your dog pictures. Joe, when you go out back, don't pee on the crops. I'll try oh, not. Don't pee on my crops, Joe. I'll try not to. But if you have to poop, you can poop in there. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I need, well, I need the nitrogen. Yeah. Yeah. That'll help. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know what happens on this show when we're not here. Sometimes it's best of. Sometimes there's live people. That's a John Brennan call. I don't care. But I did post something in our stories. It said, please come back. Mo sucks nuts and his music sucks too. Mm. <laughs> so I, uh, I put that in our stories there it's to let Mo know what people think of him. All right. Sorry. What do we have in news? Uh, so it looks like that unlucky fan that spent over $500,000, what was presumably uh, Tom Brady's last career touchdown pass. Yeah. Mike, you didn't see it. It happened in the last game. You left before it. Mm. Uh, is, <laughs> this guy is going to be getting some reimbursement after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback made a plea on their behalf. Hearing about the unfortunate bid, Brady took to social media to make a plea on behalf of the buyer saying, quote, hey, at FTX official, could we donate a Bitcoin uh, to the charity of this person's choice? He said on Twitter, uh, addressing the crypto firm that he and his wife, Giselle, both have equity in. The firm responded back by uh, saying, let's make it happen. Uh, but what do you say we give him a Bitcoin too?" With the value of Bitcoin being around 40000 apiece, the unknown buyer isn't going to be made whole, but, you know, he's getting a little bit more money back. Yeah. That's nice, but, you know, you realize, I hope nobody's falling for this. No, no, no. Yeah, of yeah. course. It's so all. Brady, uh, they say to Brady, hey, we have an idea. You ask us for this. Of course, we'll give it. And uh, then what we'll happens is... we give him is a Bitcoin, too. We yeah. give him $30,000, and then we write off $30,000 for that guy and $30,000 for... Uh, the, charity. the charity of his choice, so that's just a good double tax write-off. Which look, it doesn't make it bad. It's still, a, but it's all dog and porn yeah. and pony stuff. Advertising, but good for him. Uh, and that's nice of Brady to even be aware of the situation. Uh, I heard I was actually listening to Roger JP, and they were making a good point about uh, that ball being sold as Brady's last touchdown pass. So but it now that he's out of retirement, advertising. yeah. But now that he's out of retirement, that's not 
that's not real. That's not yeah. what it is. So uh, the guy who spent the money on it could go, yeah, listen, that's not what it is anymore. So yeah. I'm not buying it. I think you're buying as is at that point. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure whatever was in the contract, you know, however they sold it, but there could be a legal case for that. You know, that is that is was very interesting. It was the first thing we all said as soon as we found out he was coming back. We we're like, oh, that guy bought the ball. Yeah, um, you know, that's a that's a gamble that you make, but. I still think that the ball has some value. It's the ball that it does, was Brady's last ball. And, right, and talked well, about in the whole thing that he's coming back, and now it's not the last ball. So I read they said it was now probably worth about twenty grand. I think it makes it worth more than an average yeah. Tom Brady uh, touchdown pass ball because it does have some notoriety. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I contact the guy and I go, all right, Brady gave you thirty grand in the Bitcoin. Uh, I'll give you... You know, I'll give you the rest. I'll pay four hundred thousand or whatever it is for the ball, and then I take the ball. And Brady decides. You know what? After further thought, no, <laughs> I'm no, not going no, back no. anymore. I, oh, that'd be great. How crazy that it was! Like what? I think it was a day before or two days before when the ball sold that he comes back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, if it had been a week later or like whatever, you know. You know, it's so funny. As I was talking to my dad, we were talking about uh, the Steelers and what's going on and quarterback and all that stuff. He goes, what about uh, Brady with the Bucks? Is he coming back or no? And I, go, this was the day before. I go, no, there's no way he's coming back. He's totally done. And then, of course, the next oh, day, I go, I'm pretty good at this. I mean, I also said there was 100% <laughs> yeah. zero chance that Bray would ever play for Tampa ever again. Yeah. And no, you might as well say it now that there's no way they're going to win another Super Bowl with them. I will say right now we have zero chance the Buccaneers will not return to the Super Bowl this go. year. There I'm glad go. I've maintained that Gronk will be back. I've never wavered on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I thought for sure Tom was done, that Gronk would be done. Uh, Mike, where do you sit with the uh, uh, your season tickets? Did you pick some up, or are you just going to go to games whenever you want to go to games? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to games whenever I want to go. I mean, the truth is is that my, I bought the tickets, went to uh, every tailgate, but my son went to the games. I didn't really go to the game. I'm not... I'm not it wasn't as cool as I thought it would be to sit outside in that heat all those for all those games. And then I brought my wife to the Monday Night Football game because that was nice and cool and it was fun. It was Monday Night Football, and she couldn't have been more miserable. We're just not – when it is not outdoor stadium – I mean, I have a 115-inch television. Why would I leave the house? You know what I mean? I, yeah. That's the – that's a comfortable spot. So, no, but Gio was frantically trying to get his tickets back. <laughs> I mean, the second that they announced it, Gio was like, God damn it, I just didn't pay. And so, he's emailing people. He was losing his mind. I had emailed my ticket rep on Wednesday when we were back uh, before the cruise and said, I don't think I'm going to renew my tickets. And then, of course, what was it, Sunday or Saturday is when he announced he was coming back? Yeah, it was Sunday. So now I have since... Renewed my tickets. Right. I'm back in. So now, Gio, I saw you sent me that article about the Bucks are requiring a two-year commitment for yeah. new season pass members. Yeah. But since you're renewing the ones you had, you only had to do one year, or yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, since I I'm, I was already a season ticket holder, I don't have to go through that process, okay. which is so kind of crappy. If you're buying season tickets for the first time this year, you're required to do a two-year commitment? Correct. Mm. Which is a new rule they're implementing they right now. They used to now. do that, though, didn't they? I think in the past, when the stadium was first built, they had like you had to commit to X amount of years. Because you know you're probably not going to get Brady for more than another year. Yeah. Or even even if they have no idea, they're like, well, we can't have that happen again. Everybody mass exits. It also says you must have a Florida driver's license to purchase uh, tickets in the lower bowl. That I like. Yeah. That I like to the keep The Lightning did the same thing with you know, trying to keep yeah, people out. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. you For season tickets, you want to purchase the lower bowl. You want the fans to have the option to buy them. The yeah. Lightning did it more like we're embarrassed that other teams' fans show up. And, and they weren't doing it yeah. for the fan. They didn't want to be embarrassed by being outshone, which is very rare that that happened. I think the Bucks are trying to keep those tickets away from scalpers. Because yeah, a right. lot of ticket scalpers you know, go in. Cause sure. The Buck, I think the, matchups ne- the whole matchups next year are the Packers are coming to town, Aaron Rodgers, the Chiefs are coming to town, the Rams are coming back to town, so there's all big-time matchups. It's going to be a lot of, you know, pricey tickets. Look, and then uh, you got you got Brady, you got Gronk, you know Gronk's coming back. You got Brady, you got Gronk, you've got Chris Godwin signed to a $60 million deal. You got Jensen, They were, as soon as they signed Brady, they were like, all right, Jensen's like, get my deal done, I'm in. Yeah. 
We lost Kappa. We lost O.J. Howard. I don't think, I mean, O.J. Howard really did not live to his potential here. Probably will do no. well with the Bills. Do you see everybody donating to uh, Evans' uh, charity? Yeah, everybody's donating um, $13 right. or so to Mike Evans' charity. He's got his big charity thing coming up. Um, and that I keep looking at the updates on his Instagram. He's like, that's awesome. I've got $6,500. I got $10,000. I got, yeah, so that could grow huge. I mean, look, he's... He's one of the greatest receivers. He's a future Hall of Famer, and we're lucky to have him here in Tampa Bay. And we certainly should support his charity when we have the opportunity. And this seems like a pretty inexpensive way to do so. So, yeah, I think that's great. Uh, so a video of a Beaumont, Texas area high school drill team is attracting some social media attention following their performance at Walt Disney World over here in Orlando. The drill team was invited to perform a routine on Main Street USA. Before the performance, Disney asked the Indianettes to uh, not wear their headdresses for the performance, which they agreed to. Uh, However, in their routine, uh, it ended up including Indian chants and scalp them as they were going through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We have some uh, audio and video of that going down. It's up on Bone TV. Take a listen and look at this. Here we go. Them. Well, Somebody Disney who invited did. them knew about it. So well, they- Disney spokesperson said the live performance in our park did not reflect our core values. We regret it took place. It was not consistent with the audition tape the school provided. Uh, and we yeah. have immediately put measures in place so that this is not repeated. Of course, like I said, Disney asked them to remove their headdresses. Sure, because Disney it's was a, on it. You know, a bunch of white kids out there wearing headdresses and stuff, and then they're chanting scalp. Yeah. They invite high schools all the time to be in the parades and stuff. Yeah, but they should review the tape <laughs> yeah. beforehand. Yeah, they did, but apparently it didn't show that. But still, like, if you're part of that, you know, it's Texas, and you're out there in Beaumont, Texas, don't you go, oh, it's 2020. Maybe white kids shouldn't be wearing headdresses yelling scalp them. Yeah. You know I don't what I mean? Anybody should be yelling scalp them anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but sometimes you don't mess with Texas, Calvin. Uh-huh. You don't change. They're in their, they're in their core ways. I mean, they get married in the woods. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Do they all, they all get married they in the woods? They all get married in the woods. By, by the mountain. I don't know that. That's interesting. I had no idea. Uh, this is pretty interesting. What do you think happens if somebody dies on a plane that you're on? I would imagine they take the body, move it to an empty area. Okay. Yeah. Any, any other ideas? Leave duct it. tape them to the seat. Yeah, they, like, duct I mean, tape just, them to the seat? They yeah. cover it up right there in the in the seat. Yeah, but you don't sit next to it. Well, Princess Leia died on the plane, didn't she? She's not a real person. Then. Carrie she Fisher. Was on, <laughs> she was on a plane. Um, I don't know, did she? I don't know what the deal is. Did she have a heart attack on the plane? That's Then she was unconscious when they landed? Well, I, always, I imagine they would, they would, if it was an empty row, they would just cover you. And lay you down. I don't know. That's weird. Then you're looking at the yeah. dead body the whole time. Well, it's funny that you say a heart attack because if you ever wonder what happens if a guy next to you had a heart attack on a plane, here's a flight attendant describing what happens if somebody dies on your plane. Take a listen. The thing that always kind of freaks me out is that we have to put them back in their seat and we have to recline the seat a little bit and put a blanket all up to their neck so we cannot cover their face. Why? So if it's a full flight and the person next to you has a heart attack and we can't move <laughs> anyone you have a dead person next to you until we land. And if someone says, is the person next to me dead, you have to say, it appears so. (laughs) (laughs) It appears so. Excuse me, miss. Uh, I think he's dead. Can I have his peanuts? Is he dead? Uh, I said peanuts. I would say, I'm no nurse. How do I know if he's dead? Oh man, that would be that. I couldn't do that. That's gross. Yeah, I thought when you die, like stuff happens. You know, like evacuated. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. They, it depends on, I guess, the trauma and, and how you die, right? Well, I don't know. I think you, you know, if you die, then you're not using any muscle control anymore, and it's just, yeah, you know, leaky, leaky. Oh man, evacuation. That's what they're talking. <laughs> I bet you get a, uh, I bet you get a voucher for that. You think so? Yeah, yeah. At least an upgrade to first class. Maybe they double your flight miles. If it's a full flight, what can, what else can they do? Yeah, yeah. You know, where they but you would think it. you at least cover it. Go, all right, we're going to put this 
in the back, back, you know, and cover them up. Why? She said they're not allowed to not cover allowed the to face. Cover the I face, wonder yeah. why. I yeah. would cover the face when nobody was looking. You, 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 leave, you can't leave them in first class. you got to put them in the back, right? No, you can't move yeah. them. The whole if you are sitting next to somebody who dies and they come over, they recline his seat a little bit, they cover him to his neck, but you can still see his face, him or her or whatever, do you take a selfie with that? Oh, my yes. God. 100%. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you have to. I, I'm immediately tweeting my fight with a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. It's like Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. New on CBS. My <laughs> fight with a dead guy. This just happened to me. Dead guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's your uh, vacation? Oh. I mean, let's face it. We document everything we do. Yesterday, I was online to go to Starbucks. And I watched this woman pull into a parking space, and she pulled over two spaces and just got out and walked in. And I took a picture. Of her. I go, that's, that's how we're parking? Yeah. We're just leaving it like that? Yeah. I, I didn't care. I'm not parking. I'm not going in. I'm not I wonder. You, I always wonder, like, what's going through the people's head. Like, do you have the balls to just park in two spots and walk in and go, what are you going to do? Or are you just oblivious to the world? She was completely oblivious yeah. to the fact that she just li- I also think it was a little inconvenient for her to get in the spot because it backed up against the line, and I thought that she was probably scared to try and straighten out, so she just got up and tiptoed in. Like I saw a video of a lady who went to her car and beep, beep, and tries to open the door. She has a silver whatever she had, silver Honda Accord, let's say. Well, three cars down was her silver Honda Accord. Uh. She's at the wrong one, but she can hear the beep, beep, so she beep, beep, grabbing the door, beep, beep. Grabbing the door, kept on doing it. Like she's hearing it. She's like, clearly, this is my car. Right, but somebody right. was filming from behind, and you can see that her car kept on flashing three cars down. It was great. Oh, Just awesome. no idea. No idea at all. By the way, my wife said that. She goes, My mom and I got lost the other day where we could not find her car. And I go, Why didn't you use the key fob? I don't know. <laughs> she said that like that, and she goes, I, yeah, I don't know. And I you go, invented it? Yeah. yeah, I go, how did you not just beep, beep? That's the thing. Yeah, the whole point. Find the car. They just set the alarm off. Uh, some Colorado high schools are doing away with valedictorians because, quote, all students can learn at high levels, and learning is not a competition. That's BS. That's stupid. I mean, it is. I mean... I don't know. I never had the desire to do that or be that person, and I always knew the nerd that was going to get that award all through my years of high school, but I don't care about it. I wasn't... But that's just uh, taking away another it. thing where, yeah, but you know, but that's like the participation trophies and, you know, but like no, the, the, we don't keep score in baseball. Yeah, and ridiculous. The valedictorian of my school, the nerd, also got the uh, perfect attendance award for mm-hmm, four years, mm-hmm. and I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, she earned it. She did way more than I did. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't deserve any of that. I, I cut as much as I could. So learning is not a competition. Uh, maybe it, it should is. be. Yeah. By the way, every uh, like pop quiz, multiplication test. Whenever we were in like you know fourth grade or fifth grade, I don't know. Whenever you learn multiplication, I did it as fast as I could to try and finish first. What's not a competition, Colin? It's it is. Oh. Everything's a competition. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> everything in my life is a competition, one hundred percent. Uh, a group of people recently stayed at an Airbnb in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Mike, you stayed, and then you got uh, booted off the Airbnb app, right? No, I've ne- I don't think I've ever stayed in an Airbnb. i got to be honest with you. I just said it the other night because I think there was a commercial on for it. I don't want Airbnb. Airbnb. I want hotel. Yeah, that's what my wife says. She's like, I don't want to stay in somebody's house where everybody no, else is staying. I want a staff working for yeah. me. I want to stay in a hotel. Yeah, I don't have anything to do with it. By the way, I didn't get kicked off the app. What I was, a, I was filling out the application. You have to put a credit card down and all that stuff. And uh, they were like, all right, you're good. And then they hit me back with an email, and they were like, we detected some fraud on your account. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that. I just used my credit card. And then they were never able to resolve it, so I've just never used it. Mm. But it's not my thing either, Galvin. Right. I mean, it's cool if you want to find one of those, like, Star Wars-themed houses near Disney World and all that, but my kids are too old for that garbage, huh? Yeah, but I will say, I've stayed in a couple Airbnb, uh, Airbnbs, and, um, like, last year we took a trip down south for Chad's birthday, and it was, like, one of those, um, what is it, like, the tiny homes, basically, yeah. and it was on someone's, like, farm, but it was in the back on a lake, you know what I mean? It was, But it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, and you can't yeah. get that at a hotel. That's the thing. You, if you're looking for something out of the ordinary, like I've seen boats where you can rent yachts and sleep on yachts and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. But I'm not probably not. My wife out. just did Airbnb for the first time over spring break. They oh, stayed yeah. in a, like a cabin up in 
North Carolina. Yeah, I think we've used it. other services before yeah. that do that because uh, that's what we did. Our they said it was great. They loved it. It yeah. was great. It was like a, a five room cabin that like, awesome. had pinball machines and a little arcade and stuff. They just left you and went on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so here's one thing you can do at an Airbnb that you can't do at a hotel. This group recently stayed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Install everything, including oh. the impli- appliances. Oh, wow. uh, the booking was made for one person and their pet, but the security camera showed five or six people ransacking the place. They stole a bunch of small stuff like the hair dryer and vacuum. They also ripped off, ripped all of the TVs out of the walls among the uh, along with the washer and dryer. They ended up leaving the uh, washer in the middle of the living room, though. Uh, they uh, either ran out of time or ran out of space to pack it all in there. Uh, one of them used uh, their actual ID when they booked the place, so the cops knew who they were. Uh, last we heard, they were just waiting on uh, uh, warrants to arrest everyone that was involved. <laughs> yeah, That's the reason why you don't rent your place out for Airbnb. Right, yeah. But I'm also, how dumb are you to use your actual ID? Yeah. And then, yeah. Do that stuff. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I go ransack it. Uh, here's another dummy. A 27-year-old guy in St. Louis tried to carjack two police officers early Saturday morning. Oh, well, clearly they were in an unmarked car. No, it was a fully <laughs> marked police car. We have some video up on Bone TV there. Uh, he stepped into traffic, walked to the passenger side of the police car, and pointed a handgun at them. Fortunately, the officers were uh, able to maneuver out of the way. That's when the carjacker realized it was a police car, not from the black and white and the numbers and the sirens and all that stuff. Uh, he wound up taking off. The officers chased him, caught him, rest of them. No, That's some street cred, though. If you jack a, if you jack a cop car with two cops in it, yeah, right. I mean, you're a badass. Smooth move. Uh-huh. Uh, I think everyone can agree that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, if not the best cereal, one of the top five for yeah. sure. Pretty good. Right? Pretty good. It's good. Well, they just unveiled a spreadable version. <laughs> it's called Cinnamon Toast Crunch Creamy Cinnamon Spread. It comes in a jar that looks like peanut butter, but tastes like the cereal. Uh, you can get it at Kroger brand grocery stores, and it hits Amazon later this month. Mm, well, yeah. I would try that. Yeah. S- cinnamon I don't spread. think it's on my diet, but I would <laughs> Probably not. It's this is not on your diet either. Today, always a national something day. Today is a national food day. Certain type of food. Very specific, actually. Hot dogs. Not hot dogs. Pizza. No. Something that, uh, you know, we all love, but I think, Carmen, you love more than anyone. Tacos. French fries. But specifically, it is National Crunchy Taco Okay. Yeah, you. Listen, I got to tell you, I don't prefer crunchy tacos, but when you're in the mood, a Taco Bell hard crunchy taco hits the spot. I got to tell you, I do prefer crunchy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason, if I'm doing uh, chicken taco, I go chicken soft taco. But if I'm doing regular taco, I go crunchy taco. Okay. I saw Hoppy buy tacos from a guy on a bicycle <laughs> in, in Mexico. Yeah. I did that, too. Did you do that, too? The minute I ate it, it was instant instant regret. Uh, it was yeah. the most heartburningest thing I've ever eaten in my life, but it was delicious. The guy had like a little, he, he had like a tire rim, and it was turned into a grill yeah. and attached to a bicycle. Yeah. And he was selling tacos I on the street. I felt like wow. Anthony Bourdain buying it. <laughs> like, I, I, like I found something. Edimer Oliveira was going to get him, too. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like. There's chicken. I go, do you see any refrigeration on that bicycle? Yeah. But he ate them. I, I said to you, I saw Feeney eat them. I'm like, where'd you get tacos? He goes, there's a cool guy on a bike over there. <laughs> cool, so guy. Going, right. a bike. Yeah. cool guy yeah. on a yeah. bike. Sure enough. He, he was, was a very nice man. He was nice. He was cool. What do you think the meat was that was yeah. in there? I said, uh, you got chorizo? And he's like, I got this. And I go, what is that? And he goes, blah, blah, blah. and I go, yeah, all right. I don't know what you just said. He told me it. carnitas. <laughs> he had carnitas too, but he had yeah. some other meat. It was like you thought like, he was saying chorizo. He was saying Teresa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I eat Teresa. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I ate them, and it, they were good, but they were instant heartburn. That's all. My only complaint. Mm. Uh, it is an end of an era. Oh man. I don't know whether you guys even realize this or not. I know. This is not a death. Nope. Maury has been canceled after 31 seasons. The show debuted in 1991 as the Maury Povich show. Maury himself doesn't have another uh, gig lined up because he is actually retiring. He's got to be 80. He's 83 years old. His first paternity test episode 
was back in 1998. Wow. 24 oh years ago. Yeah, so wow. he's been on for 31 seasons. 21, 24 years ago was his first paternity test episode, and then that pretty much became the show, right? Well, well. now, Maury Povich, the first time I ever heard of him, was he was the host of A Current Affair right. when he first came on. Yeah. And um, then he uh, went on to do The Maury Show, and The Maury Show was when everybody was getting shows to kind of compete with Oprah and Phil Donahue. Mm-hmm. And Maury realized that his show was better when it was... It wasn't just a paternity. For a while, they were like um, opposite couples. Tallest guy married to smallest woman. Right. Fattest lady married to skinniest guy. And then he would also do a lot of, uh, this lady scared of balloons. Yeah. they bring balloons out. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they hit gold with the uh, baby's daddy and, you know... It, 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 the rest is history with that. Because for quite some time, they were also doing Man or Not a Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember? Right. Yeah. Can't do now, that anymore. Now, uh, a lot of times you'll hear us complain that, you know, uh, Ellen's a be- the biggest thief of our show. We do so many things that we do on our show pop up on the Ellen show a couple of weeks later. And you may think that that's our ego. And they're going, oh, no, it's just coincidence. Well, I will tell you. That Justin and Eric Stengel, who are good friends, who are the head writers and executive producers for David Letterman, uh, used to come down here and stay in Longbow Key because their parents had a house down here. And they would sit there and listen to our show uh, before we knew them. And Justin said he thought Baby's Daddy was the most brilliant thing he'd ever heard and was trying to think of ways that he could take it and use it on the Letterman show. He said Dave would love that. And I thought, this is exactly what what you guys do. They're, they hear uh, bits, and they're like, we can steal this from a local radio show, and nobody will ever know. And if they ever say anything about it, then we'll just go, why would we take your idea? And, and the Ellen exactly Show follows all of us on social media. Right, right. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I obviously, Justin didn't do that, and, he, and I would have been uh, crazy flattered if they did, you know. But uh, it's just so funny to me that even he just said it. He goes, oh, we heard it. We were like, how can we use this on the show? This yeah. would be great. So, um, you know, that that does happen all the time, man. I have Maury's age. Uh, yeah, Galvin's at 83, oh, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, good for him. Maury Povich is married to Connie, Connie Chung. Chung. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and, and, you know, now I would imagine you can let the Maury Povich show keep going. Sure. If you bring a new younger host in, oh, I you, thought you meant just replay. Oh, it'll live forever on yeah. reruns. But I'm saying, like, if you brought in somebody who is hot and young and said, "Now you're the paternity test person," and all they are is paternity test, I think somebody can do that. I think mm. Maury's just too old for it now. Maury's got and no does it need to work? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. You what, know who is somebody who's not doing a lot? Uh, definitely not as famous as he used to be, and I think would be great to take over. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> oh yeah, he would. I don't think he ever would, but yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great. You know, you know, I was thinking of Michael Rappaport. Yeah, Michael, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport would be great. Right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, by the way, could, Carmen, can you look up what Maury's net worth is? Yeah. Can I tell you somebody whose net worth I looked up this weekend out of curiosity? Sure. What do you think Brad Meltzer's worth? Brad oh. Meltzer, with the uh, books and the TV appearances and stuff. Books don't do a lot unless, I mean, he's, you know, a good seller. Uh, I will give you this information. He has had uh, eight books, and I believe they've all been New York Times bestsellers. Okay, I'm going to say he's probably around 15 to 20 million. Yeah, you nailed it, Calvin. He's worth $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. I have Maury's net worth, if you guys want to guess. I'm going to say Maury is probably around 30 million. I'd say 50. I'll say 60. He is worth. $80 $80 million. Oh, wow. His yeah, salary, been doing it forever. his yearly salary is $14 million. Wow. That was what Letterman was yeah. getting. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he probably gets, he's getting syndication money too. Like oh, yeah. They I'm play sure he's got, he's got ownership yeah. of it. Yeah. Right, Mopo. Executive producer and all that uh, stuff, yeah. Which, uh, Connie Chung, talk about somebody who is everywhere and then just disappeared. Like, did she retire? Yeah, because her husband makes $80 million yeah, a year. Yeah, I guess. She's yeah, like, but I'm I mean, done. she was everywhere for a while and then she was like, all right, I'm done. See you guys yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get a good 10-year run. You're like, all right, time to relax now. I made sure. all my money. Yeah. That's why when I retire in June, I'm going to really oh, enjoy boy. my life. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a death. 
Longtime NFL reporter John Clayton, who is known as the professor because of his encyclopedic knowledge of uh, the game, died on Friday. According to both ESPN, where he was an analyst, and Seattle Sports, where he hosted a radio show, Clayton passed away after a short illness, his family stated. However, details on the exact cause of death have not been revealed. Uh, Clayton was 67 years old and in probably the best ESPN commercial of all time, right? Everybody knows? I don't remember. Do you not remember? This is SportsCenter? Yeah, we have it up on Bone TV. Uh, Here we go. This is John Clayton, best SportsCenter commercial ever. Take a listen. It's hard to find an expert more dedicated than John Clayton. He's the consummate pro. We'll see how the 4-3 and the cover 3 work together. John Clayton with the latest. Thanks, Dan. Take care. (laughs) 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 Takes off his suit as a Slayer shirt. He's in his bedroom. Whenever we need a brilliant insight, he's available at the drop of a hat. <laughs> Jumps on his bed. Enough! I'm done with my segment! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of the greatest things. He has just like a little suit like Dickie that, you know, is just above his chest. Velcro Rips on. that off. Has a Slayer shirt on. Takes his hair out of a ponytail. Has long hair <laughs> on the back. Jumps on his bed and he's eating Chinese food, yelling at his mom. I, so I, I didn't like him. Really? Like, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was creepy, and I met him a couple of times, and he just looked like. I I, I, I always thought he was good. I never liked. He was, always, he was like Schefter before Schefter. Yeah, but he just he was unlikable to me. Yeah, Schefter. I don't know. But there's some of those insiders, like the guy from Miami, uh, the bald guy from Fox. He he's likable. You right. know, Glazer. Yeah, Glazer. Uh, uh, Clayton always looks like a creepy. Like if you read today's story, it wasn't that he died, but that he f- was found with the. Uh, Babies buried in his basement. You would, we wouldn't be like, yeah, he looks like a creep, right? Yeah. If I said to you, uh, uh, John Clayton was a child molester, would you go, oh, no? You'd be like, yeah, he looks a little bit like it. Got a little weirdness to him. Yeah. If you're drawing a child molester, it yeah. looks like John Clayton. Thank but you. he also, <laughs> from that, seemed like he was funny and did some, you know, yeah. good stuff. So yeah, I, I, just, I just wasn't my kind of guy. Hmm? I'm not glad he's dead or anything. I just didn't like. Wow. Seems like it. I don't oh, think any, I've never heard anybody say they don't like John Clayton. Really? Yeah. Oh, how about this? I heard Gene Deckerhoff's retiring. That is true. From USF, though. Well, Florida State. Oh. Or Florida State. Yeah. Well, because I think his his Bucks contract is another year. Yeah. Where his Florida State contract was up. So who takes over for Deckerhoff? For the Bucks, I mean, TJ Reeves? That's what I fear. I fear it would be They TJ filled Reeves. in for him when he, I think he had, maybe he had COVID or something. Or yeah, they sick. both had COVID. Yeah. What if he and just was... put Deckerhoff on a uh, sound page? And somebody yeah. just plays the <laughs> It would be <laughs> as accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. Gene Deckerhoff's a sweet, sweet guy, and he's a legend, and he's a Bucks legend and FSU legend. I like, but he's too old now. And and um, I it was who did they have? It was TJ and who else? Because Dave Moore also had COVID, um, and, which is why they had to, or maybe they didn't pass the protocol or whatever. But I can't, I cannot remember. Uh, it was was it a play? Oh, it was it was Anthony Beck, wasn't it? Yeah, because I remember it was yeah, good. Maybe it was good. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. bad. Uh, I I just wonder who I like TJ and TJ's yeah. kind of like John Clayton where he knows everything. Like if you'd be in the we'd be in the press box and there would be a, a penalty on a play and everybody's like what's the penalty what's the penalty and they all run over to TJ and TJ goes oh that goes back to 1972. Yeah. TJ knows everything, but it's boring if, as all hell. If you ever talk to Gene Deckerhoff off the air, he's like that. He correlates everything to football. Yeah. Like when you talk, oh, yeah, that was the same year that this happened. And remember that and he'll know everything. Like I asked a- him on the air one time. I go, when you're playing a game on Sunday, how much do you prepare for that game? And he said, oh, I'm, uh, I got notes and I'm doing the whole thing. And it's like, I could show you when we when we go to break what yeah. I do. And, I, and then we went to break. He goes, come, come down here. I'll show you. And I go, no, I don't really. <laughs> just curious <laughs> question for the air. I don't want to He know. was doing a lot for Florida State because not only does he uh, do football, he also does their basketball and he does baseball and television for Florida State. So he does – it's very busy. I couldn't do it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. You either know one or the other. You can't, I don't need to know. Yeah. I couldn't be out there doing He lives up there, too, and he would travel back and forth between the bus. wherever Florida State's playing, and then he would travel overnight. Or the RV, rather. To work in an RV tour wherever the Bucks are playing the next yeah. day. But that's what a lot, of the, a lot of those guys that aren't established for one sport, whatever, they do yeah. multiple sports. So it's like, hey, today you're doing hockey, tomorrow basketball, you got to do baseball on Friday. You know, like they're doing all these different stuff. Yeah. And then when they get their niche and they're like, okay, this is what this guy, he's a baseball guy. Yeah. You know? Right. 
But I'm just saying, like, who knows that much about sports that you could do all... Like, I watched golf yesterday, but if you ask me to talk about golf, I can't tell you <laughs> yeah. what I watch, you know? I don't know. It's just... It, it's, it's weird to me that people are so consumed with all sports. Like, John Clayton's probably never played a sport before. No. And yet he just... He was yeah. one of those guys who can't play it, but I'll learn everything I can about it because I'm a big fan. Right, right. But who... Who do you think? What do you think they do with Dekarov? They bring somebody in from, like a Chris Meyer or somebody that uh, comes in and takes over. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. I can't even imagine him being replaced. To me, his voice is uh, iconic. Who does the USF games? I have no idea. Me, either. I've never listened to USF <laughs> radio ever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. If you if you live in Tallahassee, you go to Tallahassee. Gene Deckerhoff is everywhere. Sure. You'll see him on car commercials. You'll see him on local endorsements. He is everywhere. He's, a, he's no doubt a legend in that town. He is a superstar. Yeah, um, I remember when it was Deckerhoff and Brantley. Yeah, and uh, boy, the other teams the other teams would make fun of Brantley because Brantley had just like a slow southern drawl. And uh, the other press people were like, man, you listen to this guy? I'm like, well, you realize you're in the South. You're in the deep South. Yeah. And this guy's, uh, you know, a uh, was a Buccaneer, was a Gator. I mean, this is a big-time football player. Yeah, but, a lo- you know, it, because he's not a broadcaster originally, most broadcasters try and drop their local sound. You know what I mean? Like, the most broadcasters no sound. Accent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Brantley was one of one of kind. I say, well, he's not dead, but he's one of kind. <laughs> Brantley punched Steve Dooming in the mouth during a live broadcast. <laughs> Steve Dooming was che- was uh, clicking his gum, and he said, "You do that again, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth." And he did it again. Brantley just laid him out. Darn oh. legendary! Wow. But I mean, if T.J. Reeves takes over Deckerhoff, then somebody has to take over T.J. Reeves on the sideline doing the reporting. I mean, I'd be willing to take a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, if uh, if he, if TJ goes in the booth, you have to get somebody super exciting next to him. Yeah, like Ronde. I don't, I don't think Ronde I think Dave Moore does really good. I like listening to Dave Moore. Oh yeah, I love them. I yeah. just assumed they were both retiring. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Dave Moore and TJ that might be good. Yeah, I think Dave Moore does great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, we got time. We'll worry about that. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood wants YouTube to remove Marilyn Manson heart-shaped glasses video because she claims she was, quote, essentially raped on camera during the shoot. Uh, YouTube is apparently looking into it to see what the deal is. <laughs> Gio said, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yikes. Yikes is right. I mean, you know I want to go watch it now to see what they're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, True Detective is coming back for a fourth season on HBO. It, they didn't say yet who it's going to be, but I got to tell you that first one with Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey was so good. Yeah. So and then who was the next one? Mahershala and yeah, else? Yeah. And Wasn't then, Vince Vaughn one of them? Vince Vaughn. Uh, what's her name from uh, Mean Girls? The girl. Oh, yeah. Rachel. McAdams. McAdams, yeah. She was in there in one of them. Gretchen Wieners, wasn't it, was she? No, I don't think so. But that's a good show. I like that. By the way, there's a new show coming out um, in April. We Own This Town, I think it's called, or We Own This City. And it's about uh, bad cops that are on the take and stuff, and it's done by the guys who did The Wire, and there's other people involved. It looks like oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's a uh, dude that played uh, The Punisher on Netflix. Uh, was, uh, John Marathon? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in it. Um Noah Wiley is in it. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other handful of people that you uh, recognize, you know, but it looks uh, pretty gritty. You know, I think it's Baltimore. It looks like it'll be pretty good. That's the best show is when you have people you kind of recognize. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need celebrities. You need yep. people you kind of recognize. Good character actors. Or one celebrity and then a bunch of people you kind of recognize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dude that was in um, The Wire. Oh, man. I forget what his character name was in The Wire, but he was really good. He's in there too. Never watch it. I know. Oh, I, really? I know. Yeah, so, I, know everybody, I know. I know. I just I can't bring myself to sit down and start it now. So I didn't watch it when it was on originally. I wound up binge watching it, and it really is just unbelievable yeah. how good that is. I've actually watched it a few times all the way through. Really? That yeah. good? Huh? Oh yeah. It's one of the best ever. Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, it is. It's really good. Every time I sit down and watch something new or go through something like that, I go, oh, look, The Sopranos is on, and I end up watching that for an hour. It, oh, it by makes... the way, did you watch uh, the Lakers uh, show? Not, I have not, not caught up. Okay, no. so you haven't seen episode two? No. Episode two is really good. Episode one was really good. Episode two is really good. Michael Chiklis 
plays uh, Red Auerbach, uh-huh. and uh, he does a really good job. He's like a real prick, and it's a uh, it's a good it's it's really good. I'm looking forward to going home and watching the episode three today. It's been a really good series. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, uh, Paul Dano, who plays the uh, Riddler in the uh, new Batman movie. By the he, way, who's seen that? I Anybody? haven't. I haven't. Mm-mm. No, neither. I want to. I heard great things, but I just haven't had a chance. I to thought you were going to go this weekend. I was, but it turned out I have no friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Was- well, he has now written a comic for DC called Riddler Year One. So he's writing stuff too. He's a really good actor. I, I like him. I think he's really good. I almost went to see it this weekend, and then I remembered it was three hours long. And I thought <laughs> I don't want to sit through it for three hours. <laughs> I thought I'm not allowed to eat popcorn. I'll just wait till it comes to home to watch it's, it from my house. It's going to be on digital in April, like next month. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, I'll just wait. I think it's going to be HBO Max. That's fine. Uh, two worlds collide in this one. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, aka Doc Brown, uh, is going to be in the third season of The Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, oh, Chris. not, not Dr. as Doc Brown. I'm really lost. How do we get here? <laughs> Everybody's wearing silver. <laughs> no, he's going to be in the uh, third season of Mandalorian. Haven't said what his character is or exactly, but he's getting up there. He's he's got to be in his eighties, right? Let me guess. He's going to play some crazy guy who puts robots back together. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. I hope he plays a Jedi. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is yeah, he's eighty three years old as well. So him and uh, Maury Povich out there. You're not the baby's daddy. <laughs> I'll take the points. Sorry, Doc Brown. <laughs> oh, oh, do you have, have him? him? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, Ooh. and former guest of the show, too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, interesting. Uh, finally, in news, have you ever wondered, we've talked about this before, how any band name is terrible until they're famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Pimple it, toddler. Yeah, well, but also, if we would have said, if... Anybody came in and said we should be called Guns N' Roses, we would have laughed at him. We should be called White Snake. We should yeah. be called anything. You too. Limp like, Biscuit. You too. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. All those names. Uh, well, uh, Loudwire put together a list of uh, a bunch of different bands, how they got their names. Uh, I'll go through some of them here that we have. Yeah, so let's see if we know. Give us the band and we'll see. Okay, so uh, My Chemical Romance. You're probably not going to know this one. My Chemical oh, Romance, how they got I- their name. I've heard this. I don't. I can't remember. Uh, guitarist Mikey Way was working at a uh, Barnes and Nobles when he uh, uh, read a uh, story collection by the author of Train Spotting. Uh, he had another book called Ecstasy: Three Tales of Chemical Romance. Mm. So I feel like when I worked about. at ninety seven X, was like, do you know that my chemical yeah. romance? Da, 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 da. Your college of rock knowledge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Fallout Boy? No, I have no idea. You may be able to know this one. They had a falling out. No. With a boy. Fallout Boy came from uh, the Simpsons episode. Fallout Boy is the name of Radioactive Man's sidekick. So it's Radioactive Man and Fallout Boy. Yeah, on the Simpsons. Uh, Let's see. What about uh, Guns N' Roses? You probably know this one, Mike. I do. That is uh, Tracy Guns yes. and Axl Rose. Yes, because Axl Rose was in L.A. Guns for a little while. Then they did the Hollywood Rose and blah, 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 and merged and did Guns and Roses. Okay. Wanted to put that together. Uh, Lincoln Park. It's a place in Chicago, isn't it? It is a place in Chicago, but theirs is actually uh, Santa Monica. There's also Lincoln Park there. That was uh, after a few different name changes. Uh, Chester Bennington suggested Lincoln Park. Okay. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. Dream Theater. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just sounds like 80s weird stuff. Uh, Dream Theater was trying to figure out a name, and one of the band's members' dad called and left on the voicemail. He goes, what do you guys think of Dream Theater? And they were like, yeah, we kind of like that. So the dad actually came up with the name. Uh, Foo Fighters, as Christopher Walken would call them. Foo Uh, Fighters. That is after the Japanese pilots. Yes. Uh, It is actually Dave Grohl recorded the first uh, album by himself, but he wanted people to think it was a group, yeah. so he went with the World War II term for UFOs and made sure that it was plural, so Foo Fighters. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, what about Green Day? They love St. Patty's Day. No, they love something else, Green, Carmen. Weed. Money. Weed, Joe, yeah. is right. They all shared a uh, fondness for marijuana, so they uh, decided to use Bay Area slang term for spending an entire day doing nothing but smoking pot, which they called a green day, so they're a green day. Perfect. Okay, sounds productive. How about the Beatles? Uh, The Beatles? I have no idea. Uh, The Beatles, uh, it was uh, John Lennon recruited Paul McCartney and George Harrison. They became Johnny and the Moondogs. 
but then turned into the Beatles, spelled differently, B-E-E-T-L-E-S, instead of the beat way they do, as a tribute to Buddy Holly and the Crickets, uh, which turned into Silver Beatles, spelled the way they spell it, and then they dropped the silver and just went with Beatles. Gotcha. I never do that. Uh, I think everybody knows this one, uh, your College of Rock Knowledge, Geo. <laughs> STP, Stone Temple Pilots? No, I don't know. Oh, no? No. Mm-mm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. They uh, were Stone Temple Pilots. I always heard this was just a uh, like a joke, whatever, that there was in an interview, and they said, how did you come up with uh, STP? And uh, uh, Scott Weiland had said STP Motor Oils, yeah. the logo, whatever. But I guess it was like they saw STP, and then came up with Stone Temple oh, Pilots to fit, it. To fit the yeah. STP. They thought that logo was cool and stuff. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That way. Uh, what about Led Zeppelin? I know this. Huh? They said the band would go over like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So yeah. after the Yardbirds broke up, Jimmy Page started the new Yardbirds with Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham. Uh, Keith Moon told them told Jimmy that the project would crash and burn like a lead balloon. So they went with Led Zeppelin, and then of course the rest is history. Yeah, they did all right. I think. Yeah, they did okay. Those, those kids, they did yeah. good. Uh, I went and saw "Get the Lead Out," a Led Zeppelin tribute band, over at uh, Janus on uh, Friday. Last week, really good. Were there a lot of people there? It was packed. That I, that blows my mind. That when it, people say there's going to be a tribute band, like I've seen tribute band before that are great, but I'm like, I don't know, they're enough to fill Janice. And then you go there, and there's a million people there. It was packed. But I mean, you know, if you want to hear Zeppelin live, and you're never going to be able to hear actual Zeppelin live, these guys did a really good job of it. It was funny. At one point, I pointed out to my wife that there were seven people on stage to play what four people played in mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin. But they do. They make sure that they have everything exactly right, and they did a really good job with it. They uh, did two sets, and they they killed it for sure. Do they act? The parts like they look no, like them and no, everything. No, okay. they don't look like them. They just uh, go out there and play the music. Like the one guitar player had a little bit of a Jimmy Page vibe to him, right? But they're not trying to, you know, look. Some like of those them. bands will address like the the, play sure. the singers, oh, and yeah. and act just like them. So yeah. my buddy Kevin, it's funny because I was talking about this. I saw there's a tribute band that does Journey and Foreigner, so they do both. Uh, so I guess they just do the music, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my buddy Kevin was telling me that they they, they just had a band up there in Destin that uh, the band stayed the same and the singer would come out in different, like they had three different singers. So they came out and they were doing Kiss songs and he was dressed like Paul uh, 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 Stanley. Stanley. That's right. And then they started doing Def Leppard and the guy came out, Joe Elliott, and was dressed like Joe Elliott. And he said they killed it. Like they did the music and everything great. <laughs> the drummer actually cut his arm off. Yeah. Because that was a little <laughs> extreme. Yeah, little right, extreme. Right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it takes a lot for a uh, tribute band. I got to tell you, I went and saw Foreigner. Over at Ruth Eckert Hall. You want to feel young? Oh, yeah. Wow. They're old, huh? No, 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 no. So the band, it's funny because Mick Jones is the last member that's in Foreigner who wasn't there. I don't know whether he's retired now or what, but there's nobody in the band that was in the original band. So So it's not really Foreigner. It's not. Well, the the singer, uh, Kelly, has been in Foreigner for 25 years now or something. 20 oh. years. You know, so he's been in there a long time. Jeff Pilsen from Dokken is playing bass for him. Uh, you know, but, yeah, it's no original members, but they're doing Foreigner. No, but what I'm saying is the crowd. Old people. I mean, the average age, I would say, was 65. Ooh. It was crazy, but then I thought about it. Foreigner came out in, you know, 70-whatever. Yeah. So if you were, like, 20 then... You're going to be 20 years older than me now, so you're going to be, you know, 70 years old. But, yeah, there is a lot of a lot of old people. I've never <laughs> felt so young as I did Foreigner or when I went and saw uh, Bob um, uh, Newhart. I saw Bob Newhart oh, yeah. <laughs> at a matinee show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. average age there was like 80. It was great. You you know it's been like it's like an old show when there's no longer a pit. And it's just chairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no standing room. Nope. There's nowhere to stand. It's all the entire you know, theater's chairs. It was funny because the singer was even saying that. He was joking around. And he goes, all right, we're going to get up. We're going to stretch a little bit. Make sure nobody, <laughs> nobody pulls anything. You know, Nobody stands at all. It was pretty funny. Karma, when you and Chad go out to dinner, what time do you make reservations for? Um, It depends, but uh, like six. Six? Six. <laughs> we wake up early. Oh, the exact opposite. Chatty thing guy, you're gonna say. My wife is like that. My wife wants to eat with the old people. She wants to eat while it's still light out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take an eight forty five reservation. Like, if you ask me, perfect time for reservation, I'll say seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's on the that's weekend. My yeah, yeah, yeah. On the weekend. Okay. 
Yeah, on the weekend, but like for, I'm saying, like for during the week, obviously we just we wake up early. I went to Fleming's this weekend for dinner. It was fantastic, and we had a seven thirty reservation or seven o'clock reservation. It was perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, my anniversary, my wedding anniversary is this week. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot about that. Uh, wait, and, as uh, you usually do. Yeah, but that's okay because so does my wife. We're not big anniversary people. Um, but we did plan to go out to dinner, and I was like, all right, well, let's go out to dinner. And I go, can we go out to eat at 8 o'clock? And she's like, oh, can we compromise? Can we do 6.30? And I go, I don't know how that's a compromise. I don't know. <laughs> they're not even close to each other. But, I mean, that's ridiculous. She always wants to go eat so early. It drives me insane. I figured I was wondering what you'd, what your stance would be on Yeah, that. no, I don't like to eat late. I'm someone, like, I like to eat before 6 o'clock, especially because I go to bed around, like, 8, 8.30, mm-hmm. and I like to give myself, like, two hours. Well, you guys are probably still going to do it, too, right? Mm, no. Oh, man, you guys are already not doing it? No, we do it a lot, but yeah. it's, like, not after we eat. Right, I'm you going either to choose eat. food or yeah. doing it, yeah. Well, if you go, but if you go, like, I don't know, back in the day, you can go for a good meal and then go out for a couple of drinks, hang out for a while, and then go home and do it. Yeah, no, we're good, like, midday sex. Oh. Has, uh, by the way, when I was down at Janice, we went over and grabbed something to eat. Has anybody been to Oak and Stone? Yes. yes. In St. Pete? That's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. We got some, uh, you know, just a few different appetizers and stuff. They had uh, cheesesteak egg rolls. What? Oh, yeah. They came out. Fire. <laughs> I bit into one, and my wife was talking to me, and I go, I'm doing like trying to get trying to get air to go through. Finally, I just spit it out in my hand. She started laughing. I go, it got to the point where, sorry, I don't care who's looking at me. I have to spit this out. Otherwise, I'm never going to be able to talk properly again. Now, your wife goes to the Led Zeppelin tribute band with you? Yeah, actually, her suggestion. Oh. Well, that's because she loves you. Yes, and she wanted. She just wanted to go out. She was like, "Yeah, let's go out. It'll be fun. Whatever." You know, she likes Zeppelin. Obviously, not as much as I do, but it was good to get out there and you know do the stuff. But uh, yeah, I can get my wife to go see real Pearl Jam, let alone a Pearl Jam cover band. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're well, gonna go to St. Pete. We're gonna stand outside with a bunch of other people and watch fake Pearl Jam. But she, I mean, we like a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she'll go. I go see Slayer and Lamb of God and all that stuff. She'll definitely go to that. You know? I feel like I haven't been to a live concert in a decade. That's why I feel like I've been making up for it. Yeah. You know, seeing all these different people. I saw Mark Norman over at Side Splitters. By the way, sold out every show. Yeah, I went did. to like the 530 show, sold out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he did a great job. Really funny. out with my wife. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, I, it sucks that we that we didn't get to go see that because we are out of town. But um, I guess so. Uh, Joel List is this weekend? Is that what they do? They just chase each other around the country yeah. one week apart? Uh, all right. Well, we got a good busy week. Got Joe List, got Dice, got, uh, I don't know, some other stuff. Yeah. Well, Slash on Friday. Slash. I got to keep remembering. I got to remember <laughs> that's Friday. Hold on. Moe's texting me. Uh, Liberty DeVito is on Thursday. Uh, Liberty DeVito, who has been on the show before and tell he's the former drummer for Billy Joel mm-hmm. uh, and also is is one of the guys on that documentary we always talk about the um, hired gun hired gun where they just hire musicians to play on albums that you never know uh, he's in town with his group the uh, Lords of 52nd Street I think yeah. where they do a Billy Joel song and stuff but he's a fantastic drummer and a good time good storyteller so he'll be here in the studio all right well we got a full week uh, let's take a break we'll get some commercials in and then we'll be back I want to tell you though before we go to break that if you're looking to replace your windows and doors. You don't want to buy them from a kitchen and bath company. You don't want to get them from anywhere else. You want to get them from Weathertight Windows because they specialize in window and door replacement for not just your home, but manufactured homes, townhomes, high-rise condos, commercial businesses. It makes them the number one replacement window and door company in all of Tampa Bay. Now, they know they have supply chain issues, so what they do is you order your windows with no money down, no interest, and you don't have to pay until the day of installation. And they are even helping during these times of inflation by offering rebates, a $100 rebate for every window you're buying, a $200 rebate for every door panel you buy, and of course, they come with a lifetime warranty. Now, your home is the largest investment that you'll probably make, so why would you trust replacing your windows to anybody but a company that is known for windows and doors, and that is Weathertight Windows. Call my guy, Weathertight Mike. Find him at weathertightwindows.com. That is weathertightwindows.com. Hit up Weathertight Mike. Tell him what you need and make sure you bring the guy some cookies. It is weathertightwindows.com. Tell him you heard about it on the Mike Calta Show. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 